The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is now on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast and get early access to episodes, find out about our unfiltered Patreon-only off-week episodes, and more. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And Heidi is off working on an exciting secret project, so she has Ooh. the day off. I know. Um, I'm and very excited. I, I, it's very exciting, but I already miss her. So, um, But I'm excited to talk with yep. you uh, today, Haley. And today we will be talking about darning eggs, needlepoint, ways to mend, and the crafty shoppy. Isn't that intriguing? The Don't you want to know? Shoppy. The crafty shoppy. <laughs> huh. Oh, wait. No, I do know. You do and know. You you too will also want to know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we've been away for a little while, so we're a bit weird today. We um, are. So I... I hope that you will enjoy coming along with us as we ease back in uh, with season three. I know. Um, but, I, you know, yep. like, it was, it, it's been nice to have that little bit of a break. There's been a lot of things going mm-hmm. on during the break. We've all been busy and, and sick and all of those things. But um, I'm so glad that we're back at this again. Me too. I missed seeing your cat ears. <laughs> Um, which, yes. for the record, um, she has cat ear headphones. On. I do. She doesn't have like not actual cat ear headphones. implants. There, yeah. I, although, I mean, although that would be very cute. And also, briefly, I want to say that Haley's microphone stand had cat ears, but they were actual cat ears as Mister Big Stuff was hiding behind the microphone. So that was also it's true. It was very cute. It was <laughs> just a microphone. With little cat ears, and I love it. Yes. Um, yeah, he may be joining us. He's already come out several times to to visit and give offerings to the Roomba, which he also just discovered today. <laughs> anyway, um, mo- moving on yes. to things that are actually about crafting and not cats. Um, boy, do I have... A story to tell about sleep deprivation and stress for you. (laughs) This is always a good combination. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. So I was sick for a month and three weeks straight, starting before Christmas. And in the middle of that, I needed to fly to Michigan with my best friend. And I was preparing a piece of luggage that was squeaking for her to take with her ahead of me. And I decided that I had better oil both the handle, which was sticking a little bit, and the wheels. So the thing that I got off of my shelf in my studio was mysteriously fray check, <clears throat> which... <laughs> Uh, if you're familiar, um, is 
more of an adhesive uh-huh. than a lubricant. Yeah, it, yeah. it seals a seams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they don't fray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I was starting on the handle, and I could not figure out why it wasn't becoming less sticky. And I just kept adding more fray check, and <laughs> oh, <no>. then. <laughs> At some point, I looked down, and I was like, wait a minute. Fray check. Huh. So it was labeled. That. Oh, I was. Yeah. And I think that my finger stuck to it or something. I think that was what brought me (laughs) to the realization. Oh. Yep. And so I look up at my best friend and just hold up the bottle and have her read it. And then I casually put it back on the shelf and grab the sewing machine oil, which is what I had intended to use in the first place. And did it undo the the fray check? Yeah, it works oh, fine. Oh, that's good. That's I, good. <laughs> yep. So everything worked out in the end. It's just that <clears throat> fray check isn't a lubricant. No, it is not. I, I'm just so thankful that that happened on luggage and not something like an expensive sewing machine oh you and me that would have been a nightmare i goodness i'm just looking at the bernina over my shoulder and thinking oh that that could have been yeah a disaster yeah i'm thinking like maybe some neon tape on one of those so that you know which one is which just just in case. I mean, and I knew which one was which. I literally tried. I have like three bottles of it yeah. um, from sealing the edges of my projects from my last book. And I tried the first bottle and it wasn't open. So I went to the second bottle <laughs> of Frey Check and then had to poke it with a pin to clear the nozzle. like. I was truly focused on using this particular item. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, lesson learned. Yep. So definitely um, hide your freight check bottles, friends. I can't be trusted. Yeah. My goodness. Um, (laughs) I I have not done anything quite so... uh, exciting and or dangerous as that lately um, <laughs> and i think i'm i'm thankful for that um what <laughs> Say i good yeah um what i have started playing around with is um is stitching completely wrong what am i doing here i should not stitch <laughs> and talk <sighs> i just looked at i just changed the complete method of how i was doing these stitches i I'm going to talk about needlepoint later on, and I've been casually plastic canvas stitching while we've been talking, and I've messed the whole thing up. Setting that aside now, I was going to talk about making stickers for Instagram stories, but apparently it's... I I have been doing something foolish and messing things up. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> At least you uh, weren't sealing it with Freja. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's not sealed. I can undo the back of my work now. 
Mm-hmm. We, I knew that this well, was you know potentially that... an interesting episode with my state of mind, but didn't expect I, that. No. <laughs> I, you never do um, when these things happen. Yeah. I mean, every time we recorded while I was writing my last book, I had to undo every single stitch that I did while recording because I screwed something up. Yeah, I purposely... Every time. I chose this because I thought this is a little bit mindless. My knitting, I'm knitting something on, with jumbo yarn and needles and it was too loud. And so I thought, this is quiet. This is just tent stitch. <sighs> okay. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just move so, on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine, fine, fine. So before we jump into actually talking about our topics, we want to give a shout out to some new serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are supporting us on Patreon. Many thanks to Christine, Carla, Rachel, Cheryl, and Lisa. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes. And, um... You know, if if you guys want to become a supporter and aren't, you might want to go check out some of the treats that we've got over on Patreon for you. Yes. So, um, yeah, Patreon.com slash Serious Crafts is where you'll find us. Yep. Sorry. I, see, I can't read today either. Is the thing. <laughs> it's oh, all good. boy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. It, it is be fine. All right. So, can I tell you a a cute story of of dads? Yes, please. Okay. So, as everyone who listens to us at all will already know, my dad and I have a long history of going antiquing every time I am in Michigan for any reason. Yes. And the last time... I was specifically looking for a darning egg. And they have been everywhere. I mean, this is a Midwestern, like, antiquing staple. (laughs) And I have not been able to find one the last two trips. So, finally, my, my dad, who is in his retirement a, a woodworker, and has built himself a, a wood shop, asked what it looked like and got this dad twinkle in his eye. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, I, I see. And this was uh, right around Thanksgiving um, because I, I was in town because my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was 95 and lived a very long life. So yeah, uh, sad, but also she was 95. Which yeah, that's awesome. that's a long run. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I described it to him, and then he found some examples, and I guess went to a craft store and talked to some people about it and got some advice. And he hand-turned a darning egg for me and sent it to me at Christmas along with the... Um, Singer so handy that uh, toy sewing machine that I had been eyeing for years. Oh my years. goodness! Okay, um, the very one. Wow. So first of all, that's I love that. It's, yeah, it's very like 
that's the kind of thing that my dad would probably do too, where it's like the, I went and found this little special thing. But jumping back to the darning egg. Um, yes. I love that he went and like consulted other people to get like advice on, on this as well. And like, it's a whole thing. It's and I so, am holding it up so you can see it. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Like he made, it was, uh, hold on, let me show Molly a little closer. He yeah. actually made sure that all of the grain on the wood was stained, and he did some fancy turning on the handle, but it's yeah. ergonomic, so it fits oh, exactly perfect. in my, oh my hand. Goodness. I mean, it was so thoughtful, yeah. and I am just delighted to have it um, because, you know, it, it would have been great to find one, but my dad made this, yeah. and I'm really excited to just have that yeah. um, and maybe pass it along at some point in the hopefully distant future. <laughs> um, so after that, um, my father-in-law, who is in Vermont, um, we went to visit them last week, I think, um, for like a late holiday celebration. And on his kitchen table was this hat that had seen better days. Um, and it was like a nice knitted cable hat. And apparently his mom had made it for him as a teenager oh, in cool. maybe the early 60s, late 50s. Um, yeah. And he had had it since then and had worn it in living in various places of Europe when he was um, an apprentice violin maker. And, like, it, it had been all over. There's a whole story and, to it. It's, it has a history of its own. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And um, which I may get into further in a future episode. But he asked me if I would um, mend this hat. Yeah. And if it were possible, and if I would like to. And so now I've got this beautiful darning egg from my dad and this really cool hat with a history from my father-in-law. And it just seems like the perfect first project for yeah. that. And I am super excited to get started. That is so cool. Well, I should have grabbed it before we talked today. I didn't think to do it. But um, when I was um, down visiting family in Florida, also in November, um, one of the things that I was helping with was my aunt was going through my grandmother's things because uh, my grandmother um, passed away in the summer. And, um, you know, it's funny. Like, it has those, not been a good year for grandmas. It has not. It has not been a good year for for grandmas. Um but I didn't realize how much crafting she did. I knew she did some and I knew that she painted. But yeah, so I ended up with um, some of her things that came home with me. But one of them is it's like a darning egg, but it looks more um, foot shaped or toe shaped at the front. And I, is that still considered a darning egg or is that like a sock darner exclusively or what? How does that? How Gosh, does that I don't know. I mean... It's still curved, right? Yeah, but it looks a little so, bit I mean, more like the front of a like, foot. It must be a heel darner. I don't know. I don't think you would but, be wait, able to... Wait, the front of a foot, not the back of a foot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, 
toes then, I guess. Yeah. I'm I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah, I should have. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture so that you can evaluate or we can compare it to things on the Internet. But yeah, that came. Yeah, indeed. That came or if, with me. if you know, listeners. Yeah. Tell guess, us about darning tools. Yeah, it your. has. It definitely has enough that I think you could probably darn the bottom of like the ball of the foot. Uh huh. I suppose. But anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's not as it's not quite as beautiful as as yours, I have to say. Uh, but it's definitely I'm already pretty well used. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I I'm really, really excited to to break this in and you know get the the wear marks of having been used. Yeah. It's it's just going to be good and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Like and I, my dad is great. The end. It's, <laughs> it's basically it's it's brand new, but it's already uh it's already. An heirloom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which I kind of think it should be. Yeah. Like tools absolutely. like that should be. Yeah. Oh, I do have an answer for you. Oh, okay. I believe for yours. This is um, so much. You're it, you're like way better than Siri. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems to be a sock darner specifically. Okay. All um, right. If it looks sort of like paddle like almost. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll get you a picture. I'll I'll we'll put a great. We'll put a picture in the show notes of mine as well as yours. Yes. Let's definitely do that. Because there are so many different kinds. Yeah. And they also used to be, uh fun fact, um uh tchotchkes that were part of like World's Fair like world's fairs and stuff like that they were commemorative items right so my I, uh my white whale is chicago world's fair um darning egg okay my antiquing white okay, whale sometime let's please have a whole conversation about um craft souvenirs like i know that i've i'll often talk about how i get fabric or yarn as a souvenir from a trip but like i'm talking about the real ones that are actually produced for that like thimbles and whatnot so yeah yeah. like thimbles yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes okay thanks (laughs) okay cool well we will do that uh yeah i'm just writing this down good okay (laughs) um yeah so um as i already mentioned in my opening chatter where i was messing up what i was stitching i wanted to talk about needlepoint today um oh yes please and i I haven't really done any needlepoint other than, you know, a little bit of plastic canvas, which is related, but not exactly the same. Um, I I used to have a needle workshop near me that um, needlepoint was was a big um, that was probably their their biggest customers were were needlepoint customers um and they sold canvases probably explain what needlepoint actually is yeah since all of the embroidery terms seem to exactly get locked in together so um and that was needlepoint is a it's a counted stitch uh type of embroidery kind of like how cross stitch is Mm -hmm. counted stitch except that needlepoint uses um, different stitches that besides just um, cross stitches. In fact, 
commonly uh, the most basic stitch is just little angled stitches called tent stitch. Um, you work mm-hmm. it on a canvas, and um, those canvases sometimes are come pre-painted, which is a thing that I will be talking about because I have thoughts and feelings. Yeah, painted canvases are cool and weird. Yes, exactly. Um, and a lot of times you use different kinds of threads and you create different textures with it. Um, mm-hmm. it what I've recently learned is that, um, it, especially in the UK, needlepoint is often referred to as tapestry, even though um, like true like medieval tapestries are not needlepoint. They're... Um, they're woven it's a a woven tapestry but um yeah so it's and it fills in an entire an entire panel and a lot of times you'll see like in antique um chairs or footstool covers you'll see it entirely covered in needlepoint or pillows or whatnot i love that and wouldn't sit in it yeah i we we have um a couple, like, I definitely know of a footstool that we have, which I've mentioned <laughs> my cat has barfed on. Um, it's really <laughs> not what you want the cat to barf on. Um, but, I mean. No, not ideal. Yeah. And and it's it's just filled with these stitches. And it's a lot of times worked with, like, a type of, like, a, a wool, um, like a yarn, basically. And, um in antique designs, you'll see lots of florals or very complicated designs with, um, you know, landscapes or or whatnot. And they're absolutely beautiful. I have not really spent a lot of time working on it, especially, I think, because of more traditional designs are less what I would be inclined to, to try. It's also very, ex- it can be a more expensive uh project when you're making me laugh while i'm telling about this i'm sorry i'm sorry i was doing it for the instagram (laughs) it's fine it's fine (laughs) i was taking a video it's um, all good anyway um sorry (laughs) i uh (laughs) there's um there's a an embroidery artist um who goes by um bobbin and fred and I will have links to her website and her Instagram in the show notes. But she does a little m- bit more modern needlepoint. I mean, there's lots of artists that do more modern needlepoint. Um, and she, I just, I love her color palettes that she works with. And um, yeah, so that has, that sort of got me interested a little bit. And I was asked to um, do a little bit of like sample work to show what, fabrics you would use for needlepoint and so then I tried a little bit and I was like okay this is kind of fun maybe I want to do a little bit more of this yeah and it's gotten me um it's gotten me kind of excited about it partly too because one of my favorite embroidery resources that I have is like Mm -hmm. I think it's like a a women's day 1961 pamphlet that is like it's like standard paper size, but folded with like, I don't know, eight pages or something like that. And it has regular embroidery stitches and it has the counted thread needlepoint stitches. And I, I'm always looking at them going like, maybe I should just do something, try these. It's kind of fun. You create different textures with them. It's And it's like my favorite. I've shared pictures of it online before because it's such yeah. a fun thing. It Right down to like my little pamphlet has 
probably like my grandma or great grandmother, like they had made check marks next to some of the stitches. Like, oh, yep, I've done this one. I love that. That's, (laughs) oh, that's the best thing about, especially if you know where some, where an item has come from. Yeah. Um, Like one of my German professors, um, who is now just a very, very dear friend, um, sent me a bunch of old um work basket magazines yeah and it's just i i believe they were her mothers and so looking through them and seeing like what she saved and what she circled it makes me really happy yeah i love that Mm -hmm. but yeah so having all of these new uh stitches that i could potentially learn is also very fun to me um but i think like you know getting back to the idea of the canvases Um, I think one of the reasons that I've sort of been hesitant on this idea is that a painted canvas can be really expensive because so expensive. They're generally hand painted. You're buying a painting. It just happens to be on canvas that you're going to completely cover with stitches. I feel really uncomfortable about that. I know. I can't. I cannot. I can't do it. Now, could I paint my own canvas? Probably. Well, sure. But at that point, I might as well just count the stitches and do what I'm going to do based on something else. Although I, there's, I can't remember who it is now, but I, there is someone who has a, a tutorial on how to do your own painted canvas. And it's, you know, you don't have to do anything complicated. You can, you know, work on it with simple shapes and designs, but, um, yeah, definitely, being at the the needle workshop and seeing canvases that were like $200 and then you still had to buy all of the threads, which could, honestly, it could have easily been another $200. I thought, no, I can't do this. I, I can't start another really expensive craft medium. Oh. No, but now I'm on the um, Bobbin and Fred Instagram and now I also would like to do some needlepoint. Yeah, and you know, there's you can use basically wool yarns for it, and or I oh, mean, sure. you don't have to even use wool yarns, really, like you, cruel yarns. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I know that I I just got some um, some anchor cruel yarns or. Actually, there it's it's cruel or it's um excuse me it's anchor tapestry wool. Um, oh, cool! That um, Benzie Design was selling. I don't know it. I don't know if she still has it or not. But um, yeah, mm. you can buy those. DMC made it. I think that you can still find those. And again, I think DMC still makes it. It's not because um uh, Borgello is yes. coming back. Oh my goodness! Which I or love. Bargello, which is another type of canvas work. Um, you know, you get into the categories of like, you know, what is needlepoint versus canvas work and that Bargello or Bargello or how, whatever it is, like, essentially yep. that is a type of needlepoint stitch. It falls into that category. So it's, um, but I, yep. I love that stuff. It's so, um, it has the potential to do so many cool things. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like interlocking, um. mathematical patterns yeah longer stitches yeah it's really cool yeah so um Mm -hmm. all that to say i think that i've started another thing (laughs) 
<laughs> or I'm about to start oh. another thing. Ooh. Oh, I just had a terrible and wonderful idea. Okay. I feel as though I need to make a needlepoint cover for my chair in my studio to make it look like an old school needle pointed chair, except removable. Okay, that is fantastic, but also I am. My cat would destroy it immediately. <laughs> I'm like going, oh my goodness, that's so many hours. Yikes. But also, that I mean, would be I really wish cool. I'd thought of it when I was sick for. A month and three weeks. Yeah. That would have been perfect. That would have been a great time to do that. Yeah. Because I certainly wasn't doing anything else. <laughs> <sighs> well, next time you're sick. Not that I'm hoping you get sick, but yeah. I mean, that this was the first time in three years, but I guess I was making up for it. <laughs> there you go. Although, last time I had swine flu, so oh, I um, have never been so sick in my life. This time, it was less dramatic (laughs) oh my goodness probably also still the flu at least it started out as that but luckily the flu shot um didn't stop it but calmed it calmed it okay (laughs) yes yes well uh i am i am very thankful that you are finally on the mend oh my gosh wait wait on the mend do you see what i did there ah That, that, your your transitions are beautiful. <laughs> I may be out of practice on a lot of things, but dad joke transitions, but your transitions I'm ready. Are, oh, spot on. <laughs> All right. So speaking of being on the mend, <clears throat> um, I know we've talked about mending before, but um, it was a while ago. Something that came, it, it was a while ago. Um, and something that came up while I was discussing the hat mending with my father-in-law was, um, whether or not he wanted restoration or visible mending. Yes. And so basically, did he want me to try to find the closest wool that I could find to this hat and then try to duplicate all of the stitches perfectly which i can do sure. but i mean this this hat has some pretty significant damage it would okay. it would be a project and also uh, you know how natural wool tends to yellow a bit with age uh-huh. um it would be very hard to match right. that color without some um natural dyeing experiments okay which could but be fun in itself. It could be. Um, or raiding someone else's grandma's fab- or, uh, yarn stash, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, in talking to him, um, he's, he's a violin maker, and he's very much also of the use-it-until-it-falls-apart mentality. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so there's a lot of a lot of mending, a lot of holding things together with duct tape that don't need to be held together with duct tape. Um, <coughs> Definitely th- a dad there's thing. A, yes, there, there's a very um, it, he's not wasteful. Yeah, and 
is also a, a very creative mind. So we were discussing it, um, whether he wanted restoration or whether he wanted specifically um, visible mending, like bright and yeah. like very much mending that calls attention to itself. Um, and he, well, well, was not very helpful because <laughs> his thought was, you're creative. Why don't you decide? Um, and, and I'm thinking, I, I am talking to someone who makes violins by hand. Uh-huh. I, <clears throat> uh-huh. Um, and but, also the yeah. person who will be wearing the hat. So. Right. <laughs> but because he's so, so good about using what's there, um, like, he, I think he wanted the hat he wants the hat for sentimental reasons but it's entirely possible that he will wear this hat again yeah um and so it it, so i'm not sure what i'm going to do i'm leaning towards visible mending because i feel like that would sort of fit him yeah better like it it feels right personality-wise but it's also a, a beautifully made, very old hat. And yeah. so eh, I haven't quite decided. I think I'm going to duplicate the stitches. Okay, um, but in a contrasting color. But in contrasting colors. I love colors. that. That's a good idea. Uh, that is, that's where I think I'm going to land. So I really haven't created any less work for myself, <laughs> but I have well, um you don't have to worry about I can just the yarn from matching stash. yeah you you yeah. avoided that part yep but and it's weird because i kind of go back and forth between visible mending and mending that blends in like in what i decide yeah um like i once bent over and split my pants in sort of the entire crotch area ripping out kind of way uh huh and um, that, in and of itself, is a rather embarrassing place to <laughs> have your pants split. Uh-huh. But instead of buying new pants or patching them in the same color, I decided to go full woven darning on them. Wow. In bright colors. And so I have well i don't know if i have them anymore but i had this pair of pants that had so clearly been mended in maybe one of the most embarrassing places for your pants to rip and it was like it was no longer embarrassing because it was just like what well yeah my pants ripped i mean certainly you weren't the first person to have their pants ripped there Well, no, I, I think anyone with thighs has had their pants ripped there. But um, um, I think mine yeah. is mine has been related completely to the size of my backside and the way that I like to like I'll like sit like on my knees or like on my legs, like I'll kneel flat. And I yeah. just like sat down one time and it was in like it wasn't in like jeans or something, it was in like pajama pants. And they just the the fabric just split. <laughs> so yeah, it happens. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we of generous posteriors uh-huh. sometimes live in that world. Exactly. I mean, I definitely once had a pair of pants, and I think I may have told this story at some point on the podcast, but I walked around all day in the winter not knowing that my pants had split oh. and that my entire left butt cheek was on display. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I walked all around Brooklyn like that, like running errands. I don't know how many places I went. And I also don't know when it happened. Um, Oh my goodness. You didn't feel a breeze? And nobody said a word. Apparently not. It was cold. I don't know. (laughs) You Um, were just all around cold. It didn't feel any any different. I I guess. That butt cheek was already frozen. It, it was. It certainly was. Oh my goodness! But I'm fairly certain it happened before I le- uh, before I left the apartment. Um, but nobody said anything because Brooklyn. There you go. I guess they probably assumed I meant to have it that way <laughs> because fashion. Definitely, I don't know. that's so high fashion. <laughs> I mean, it might mm-hmm. be. I've yeah, we've we've seen the interesting. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. But yeah, no, I think that like visible mending, I, I mean, I think mending of any, any way is really fantastic. I know like, um, uh, uh, Sherry of Tinker Ellen, she has started doing so much visible mending to all of their family's clothes mm-hmm. as they're really trying to, um, be smart and do, mm-hmm. um, make more earth friendly choices, whether that be with, the things they're eating or the yeah. way that they're keeping their clothes longer. And it's really smart. It's really cool. She's done like the oh yeah like and semi sashiko um method of of I love things that. Over. Yeah. I really like that. Um yeah the visible mending well, that I've done was where I actually was embroidering over a, a spot um so that it looked like there was supposed to be embroidery there instead of um a whole oh, I like that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many ways to do it. Um, yeah. Well, I read um, you know last year at some point that Prince Charles keeps um, a bag of scrap material to mend. That's cool. Like his suits and such, and so you can see in a lot of like his elbows and um, pockets of suit coats that yeah. they have been visibly mended um and i mean they have been mended expertly sure by presumably palace tailors yeah (laughs) um but he doesn't just get a new suit when only part of it is worn and i think that's really interesting it it probably also comes from a certain um like post world war ii mentality of of make do and mend yeah but i just i thought that was very interesting and it sort of made me look at him slightly differently um yeah because that is that's a choice that he doesn't need to make exactly and i think it's cool yeah and i think it's really great that someone that visible is not thinking of clothing as disposable right yeah, I think, and it's, I think it's hard sometimes now with the way that, like, if you purchase your clothes, 
especially if yeah. you aren't purchasing more expensive clothes. But, um, you know, it, it can be so much harder to actually mend your, your clothing because of the fabric. Oh, yeah, because it's not meant to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that really says a lot about why it can make a difference to make your own things as well. I mean, even thinking about that hat, like the fact that that hat has lasted so long, even with some damage, like it's it's because it was made well to begin with. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's cool. But yeah, that, that hat has a whole, has a whole story that I will tell. I, I also have a picture of his mom knitting, um, in like the, it looks kind of like a cabin where they grew up. Yeah. And, um, he's from a Quaker family. So there's an awful lot. I think that's where a lot of his, um, not being wasteful and using what's there comes yeah. from and I really like that. Cool stuff. Well, I don't have I don't have anything clever to say <laughs> about the next they're transitioning into okay. the next uh, uh actually though I'm kind of in the mood for a little tofu. <laughs> maybe um maybe some Maybe the tofu's in the mood for you. It might be some killer tofu. Killer oh, tofu. That's right. Ooh, I'm not going to sing it. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. Ooh, so this week I sent <laughs> I sent Haley a message. If you aren't of our age. That's right. This might be <laughs> yeah. totally confusing. But I sent Haley a message and I said, Haley, by any chance, did you, when you were younger, did you watch the cartoon show Doug? And Doug... Uh, originally ran on Nickelodeon, and then it got bought out and moved over to Disney and became Disney's Doug. And since Disney Plus uh, came out, I decided it might be fun to put on these old Doug episodes and just kind of have them in the background because I loved this show when I was younger. And so I'm watching and I'm watching, and all of a sudden here pops up, Doug needs to earn some money. To get concert tickets, <laughs> um, naturally to go and see the Beats who sing the song Killer Tofu. And he does not have any money and he gets the idea to go and work at his grandma's craft shop called the Crafty Shoppy, which is <laughs> just the cutest name for a craft shop ever, I think. But um, if I have a craft shop, maybe I'll yes, call it that. Shoppy. Anyway. The two E's sort of thing. Yes. yes. The crafty shoppy. And so he goes to work there and he, um, it's, it's not really, you know, happening and there's not, he's not making very much money because she doesn't make a lot of money there. Um, it, when you, they show the, um, they show the store and, there, it looks to me like in this craft store, she also like she sells things that maybe people have made. There appears to be some sort mm-hmm. of a poodle in a display case, and um, there's uh, like a uh, what? Yeah, it's like I think it looks like almost like some sort of crafted. I don't know. There's like objects in this display case, like as though they're like consignment or something. I don't know. They don't really explain a lot of these things. Certainly, oh, uh, I do mean, not maybe see, they're examples. Maybe. 
there's what you don't see a lot of at the crafty shoppy is like yarn or fabric or craft supplies. So I'm not. Oh, so we're selling actual crafts. I think so. Except that she definitely has a. She seems to have like a knitting group there. There's a group of I think like six or eight women um, sitting around, and they are working on some knitting projects, all in the same color yarn, which I think is hilarious. Um, and at I one mean, point, she, maybe they were doing charity knitting. I don't. Know. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, she at one point tells, um, what does she tell? Doug? Oh, this is what she tells Doug. I just want to have a nice place for my homegirls to hang. <laughs> oh, which is so cute. I love it. Oh, but wait, yeah, what? Her, her name girls. is what? Edna. Edna. Yes, Grandma Edna. Funny. Yeah, Edna. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also points out um, what appears to be a hand-embroidered sampler on the wall that is her shop's motto. It says, keep it simple. It doesn't need to be extra complicated. Just keep it very, very simple. Why don't you? Simple. Simple. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just was delighted by this. Um, and... But because the goal of this whole episode, by the way, the name of this episode is, it is uh, Doug, a limited corporation. It's episode six um, from Disney's Doug series in season one, if you would like to go and find it on Disney Plus and watch it yourself. Uh, But I don't want to spoil anything, but basically Doug isn't making any money working at the Crafty Shoppy, so he suggests some improvements to the store, which starts out by selling (laughs) <laughs> a slime product called scum and um he was this during the time of gak probably probably um but yeah like i guess Which the comic book store is, is selling it slime for my age kids <laughs> but anyway um yeah so uh. i just thought it was it was just really interesting to see a craft store of you know featured so much in it and then later on in a different episode doug is walking down the street and there's another craft store but this one's called the knitting needle needle is spelled with a k and i thought well look at this they've got a whole other maybe maybe grandma funny has competition here because this place is actually selling craft supplies but um and if it's a yarn shop they probably have a knit night as well but anyway, um, yeah, so I was just like, this is kind of, this is kind of fun that right here in, in an episode of Doug, we've got, we've got crafts featured. You don't see that very often in shows, but. Um, no. Yeah, I thought that no, was. Fun. I mean, I especially not cartoon shows. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So. Um, but. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently. That. Apparently the, the. Uh, the folks who created Doug, they must have they must have had someone in their life that had this, or maybe not enough though, because they're cra- this because they did not know was, what it actually was. Yeah, it wasn't quite, but yeah, um, I will say, yeah, in the middle of Doug's uh, efforts to try and and fix fix the sales issue going on at the Crafty Shoppy, he thinks that maybe the solution is to change the name of the store and. You know, maybe Crafty Shoppy is a little too cutesy, but I think going to the scum pit probably wasn't going to work for, for Grandma Funny's customers. So I just, I'm going to end that there. Wait, what? <laughs> he changes the name to the scum pit. 
I mean, I think that maybe Grandma Funny needed to sell some craft supplies in her craft store. I think, I think so. that I maybe think... was what she was missing. Yep. Yep. I mean, the slime might not have been a bad idea because, you know, we know that you can go to Joanne and get a slime making kit and that makes sense. But um, I think that maybe some fabric, yarn, or even like paper and paint, things like that, go some art supplies, that might have been helpful. Yeah. I Now that we've analyzed yeah. what, what Grandma Funny was doing wrong with their business. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. We've solved it. We, we have. have her all set. Yep. She's going to yep. turn a she profit can retire next now. quarter. It's going to be great. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. So, um, <clears throat> since this is the first episode of season three, do we want to um just take a quick a quick ride on the train of shame? Are you up I, for you it? You know, I can hear that whistle in the different er, in the difference. In the distance. <laughs> I, I think I think it's pulling into the station. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, we should hop on board and and See see what we need to air out the windows of the train of shame. All right. So, you know the pre- Professor Meow sweater that I've been talking yes. about for, I don't know, a year? Something like that. It's still extremely not finished. And not only that, I'm not really sure where the project bag is right now. <laughs> I mean, I definitely started it. And it's that's, definitely I mean, that's good. somewhere. Huh. I'm not really sure where, though. I and I mean, Mr. there aren't very many places to. Oh, maybe it's under the couch. There you go. That is actually a very fair point. Mr. Big Stuff <laughs> might know. He might. That's funny. You know, yeah, I so I um I have lost projects that needed to be finished myself. So I really understand. Um, I, here's the thing. I thought, you know, we had this little, <laughs> this little hiatus between, between seasons. And I uh-huh. figured that that would be the perfect opportunity to finish a project that I, that I was talking about towards the end of the last season. It's a shawl that I started on for my mom. I know that I've talked about it multiple times <laughs> during, during last the season, the shawl. Um, I started it in the fall of 2018, and it has visited various places on my travels while I've worked on it. And I, I'm literally to the very end of it, and it's still not finished. I really did make a lot of progress, so there's that. But it is not done yet, and we've just launched another season so basically, this shawl will have spanned three seasons of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't remember if the first mention of Professor Meow was in the first season, but it's possible. <laughs> so I might be right there with you. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of like, I guess that means that we are um, doing some of these, you know, big, long projects along with our listeners, maybe. Right, listeners, you have well, big long projects that you're maybe even working on while you listen to this podcast, and you haven't finished them either. We maybe. believe in you. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. This could well, be the year. I mean, in fairness, we're writing books and designing patterns and making other things 
in the time that we might otherwise use to finish these projects. So Yes, yes. I know. I'm going to cut us a little slack. I know. I know. Just, I'm just a little so bit. close. Like, I mean, we're talking about rows. Just a few rows, I think. <laughs> Molly. Oh, well. Go pick it up and finish it after lunch. It's (laughs) so close. I think I have to go and pull out that giant, that giant project that I'm, that's going to make clacky sounds that I can't do while recording. Oh, well, fine. Yeah. Fine, fine. Oh, well. (laughs) But we should probably wrap this up. Yep. I think we've, we've hit all the points. So (laughs) we have hit all the points and we've uh, aired our, our dirty laundry out the uh, windows of the train. Exactly. So I think we're that checks all the boxes. I'm sure that the people who have right. seen that train of shame now have all the questions, but oh well. <laughs> all that knitting laundry going out the window. Let them have questions. <laughs> just, just let them. Okay. I don't know. I live in New York. Anything going on in the trains is just sort of meh. Whatever. Okay. True. True. Um. <laughs> anyway, so. On that note, thank you for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Yes. If you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, and why wouldn't you be? Um... Please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting and laughing find us. Yes. Um, Yeah. And finally, if you would like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click sponsor or support us at patreon.com slash serious crafts yeah thank you so much for listening friends. we're glad to be back yes hooray all right well talk to you later molly sounds good bye and talk to you later crafters bye <laughs>